the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. Is it Monday? Yes, indeedy it is. Another week here to share with you guys here on the Andrea K Show. Super excited to kick off this week with you guys. Never a dull moment. So much happening across the world. And I just get to come out and hang out with my peeps here on the show. Uh, let's see a little bit of what's happening tonight. I think there's an important debate going on down in Florida with Governor DeSantis against Charlie Crist. We got that to wrap about. We've got actually we've got tons happening in the election world as we get close to the midterms, including the fact that we might be looking at a Republican governor in the state of New York. So stay tuned because our election guru, the guy who keeps track of everything that's going on with the elections, is going to be here a little bit later. That's Brian Maloney of Red Wave America. Are we actually looking at a legit red wave? Well, not so fast. We'll see. So stay tuned up for him. Uh, Speaking of elections, was it like election number 952 this year alone in UK? They got them another new prime minister on his way. It's like it's like rotating revolving doors, right? Going on in UK. So and uh, Ted Cruz made his way on to the studio set of The View today. Normally, we don't play any clips from The View. We don't play a lot of clips. Um, but there's a couple of clips that I th- that we, we think that Ted Cruz, uh, you know, um, from him today, from his appearance on The View, that we think you guys need to listen to. And in uh, your calls, of course, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. We're going to throw in some interesting pop culture stuff for you guys. I feel like I've been gone like two weeks. It's just here Friday night, but I've been missing you guys. I think it's because I was so busy. I didn't have a chance to really hang out and chat with you guys on the socials all weekend. Super busy all weekend and today. So I think that's why I just feel like I've been apart from you guys for a while. Do follow me on the socials at Andrea K Show or at Andrea K. Just go to at Andrea K and you'll find me. And you can also email me at Andrea K Show. Okay, um, I've been prattling on to let him finish his dinner over there in the booth. Just teasing. Talking about the man who keeps it rolling every night of the week, DJ Potato Skins. No, tonight I'm DJ Fizzy Water. You are DJ Fizzy Water. I'm too fisting it tonight. I got my coffee. <laughs> I got my coffee in one hand and my Fizzy Water in the other. Okay. All right, so... Do, how much attention should we give to the fact that this we, we got a new prime minister o- over I in Britain? I think it's a bigger deal than people believe. Well, do you think? Because, I mean, it, uh, are we going to wake up like next week and, you know, th- and, and have them tell us, that, oh, he's already resigned. We're waiting for another one. I was watching the video today uh, of, of the clip that we're going to play. And I, I hate to even say it, I don't know much about the guy. So, I, you know, I have to do my research. But it almost seemed like. 
he didn't believe a word he was saying. Like, he was literally reading like this off of a teleprompter for what the U.K. government probably wants him to say. Well, I, my understanding is is that he actually um, was voted in. He did not formally enter the contest um, in, 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 to, to run and never really threw his hat in the ring. So, I mean, I, I think he was pretty much drug into this whole situation, which which I find astounding. Um, I mean, why would you um, uh, I mean, why would you accept a position that you don't? I mean, basically, it, it, he's supposed I'm, I'm not that familiar with the whole process over there. Evidently, uh, this is the Tory party. Evidently, to become the new leader of the Tory party, in this case, the, the prime minister over there, you have to be assured you're going to get at least 100 votes. Over there, Bojo, Boris Johnson, claimed he could have gotten 102 votes and walked back in, but for some reason decided not to. I'm not sure if I believe that. Um, this guy evidently got, got uh, you've got to get at least 90 votes, I think it is. I don't remember exactly if it's 90 or 100. He got enough to get over the threshold in, in spite of the fact that he didn't even really want the position. He didn't run for it. So basically it was like, who draw the sh- who, who drew the short straw? For this, how do you lead a country? This Nigel Farage said today, because the Tories are the conservatives over there. He said today that the conservative movement in Great Britain is dead. It's absolutely dead. And I think you could kind of tell. I think that's what you were picking up on when he gave a speech today. I don't care that he's the youngest, you know, 42. I don't care that he's, you know, Indian and in, in front, of, you know, as in, you know, um, Indian from the country of India. I, that, that means nothing to anybody. I don't think it even means anything to the UK. Anymore. I have the clip. I didn't put it in front of you if you want to play it. Yes, please. I am humbled and honored <laughs> to have the support of my parliamentary colleagues and to be elected as leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. The United Kingdom is a great country, but there is no doubt we face a profound economic challenge. We now need stability and unity, and I will make it my utmost priority to bring our party and our country together, because that is the only way we will overcome the challenges we face and build a better, more prosperous future for our children and our grandchildren. I pledge that I will serve you with integrity and humility, and I will work day in, day out to deliver for the British people. That has to be, I mean, I've seen, you know, um, decaying sandwiches that have been left in a glove compartment (laughs) in New Orleans in August. That were more exciting and more appetizing. I, I, I just didn't hear any heart behind it. I mean, well, well, he didn't even supposedly want the position. Nobody else got the, the other people who wanted it couldn't get to the hundred. It was the hundred uh, MP vote threshold. Some other people got in the nineties. So it was like, okay, well, you know, let's put this guy forward. I mean, it's like, I, 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 I it's shocking to me. Absolutely, this is how their government works. And he sounds completely flaccid. I mean, there's no energy. The only thing I know about this guy, and, and, and according to members of the Labor Party, 
They said that this guy is now the prime minister without making one statement as to what he would do as prime minister. Not one statement. That's scary. That's very scary. I did read a little bit. Didn't have a huge amount of time to research this guy very much. But I did I did see uh, that he was he was actually kind of, I think, the head of their version of their treasury, maybe, or something over there having to do with the economy. And one of the things he did as a conservative was raise the corporate tax rate on businesses. So this is just this is why I think Nigel Farage said, look, the conservative party is dead over in UK. Why should we care about UK? Because it affects us. Absolutely. Unfortunately, we're tied to the global banks. We're tired. Our, you know, we're tied to uh, we are part of a global economy. We're, we're exporting more than we're, you know, we're exporting more than we're importing. And, and unfortunately, we are tied to to these other leaders. And I also think it represents what's going on here. You know, we talked about this with Liz Truss. You know, there was there was so much about her. You know, um, you know, they're rhinos. They're the equivalent of rhinos over there, right? They're the equivalent of rhinos. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the conservative party is dead over there, um, but clearly they've got some major problems. We just do around the world. We just do around the world. I mean, besides a few conservatives. Here in the United States, I can't think of one actual, uh, you know, but that's kind of always been the case in the United States of America. It's always been the beacon of freedom. It's one of the reasons why we have been the world's greatest superpower, the greatest economic power, because our system of governance was special. It was unique. It was an experiment that, quite frankly, you would think everybody in the world would want to replicate. Not only are they not, we've got the entire Democrat Party trying to tear it down and trying to lock up anybody that, that dares to step up against them. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit and share with you guys some interesting information, interesting tidbits today. I'm loving Ted Cruz on The View today. This Ted Cruz, he's like the bad, remember bad Ted in 2016 when there was like some you know bad boy Ted? Stay tuned. We're going to play you a little bad boy Ted when we come back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know what? I got to give credit where credit's due. We have not had enough Republicans. And I've even said, I've even called out Ted Cruz a couple of times. You have. I have, that he just has not been forceful enough. We've not had enough Republicans pushing back against the false narratives. Well, maybe uh, and, he's starting to realize we're running out of time. Well, I mean, I think that it's I, I, I think that the Democrats have just gone so far with it and pushed so far because they've had no resistance. Right. I mean, it's like a waterfall. Right. There's been no no pushback whatsoever. And I think that I think that some in the Republican Party uh, it, and, and, and I've always kind of questioned exactly how conservative Ted Cruz really was versus the image he tries to create. Um, but he is absolutely one of the smartest people. In our government, and I don't think he uses his smarts always as as well as he could because he's absolutely brilliant. And some and he can skewer people on Twitter, absolutely skewer people on Twitter. I have no idea why the bookers and the producers of The View decided to bring him on. Did they think because um, he got skewered himself that time he went to Mexico during covid with his family on a vacation? I mean, did he think? I know it wasn't during COVID. I think it was. I think it was when they had some some power outages. Some grids went down during the winter. I don't know why, because you know they're bringing somebody on like a Ted Cruz because they think they're going to get some mileage, right? And instead, 
These ladies of The View ended up with some tire tracks across their face. Let's start with Ted Cruz talking about the Biden administration and the economy. Clip five. Well, I'll say, number one, if you talk to people across the country, as I'm doing, I'm in the middle of a 17 state national bus tour right now. People are hurting. Lives of of working men and women across this country have gotten really hard. They're seniors who've seen their 401ks drop 20, 25, 30 percent in the last two years, who can't afford food and rent and their mortgage. They can't afford basic expenses. And people are upset. I mean, the highest inflation in 40 years is making people's lives a lot harder. When you see someone wait in line to fill up the tank on their gas and they can't fill it up, they got to put $10 or $20 in. People are hurting. And I think if you look at the polls in pretty much every state in the country, inflation's the number one issue. Crime is the number two issue, and illegal immigration is the number three issue. And in all, all three of those, this administration's agenda has been a train wreck. Let me- Boom. At one point, I think after this was when um, some climate change terrorists started screaming in the audience. Because, you know, that's what's going on around the world, right? Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys saw the video of, I believe it was, was it the Monade where somebody, where two? And it's always these young women... Alleged women brainwashed. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they're brainwashed because that brainwashed uh, removes any responsibility on the part of these young women to be smart enough to not do something as stupid, to not buy into something as ridiculous as as climate change, quite frankly, um, which is a.k.a. weather. But I can't I, I can't. They're they're being paid. Whether there's these climate hucksters that are going around to art galleries. And at this point, after the first one happened. Where I don't remember what happened to the first one. It was a Van Gogh, I believe it was. I don't remember what they threw on the on the painting and then glued their hands to the wall. After that happened the first time, every art gallery around the world should have taken better security measures. There should have been no ability for these latest two two buffoons to go in with mashed potatoes that they then threw on a Van Gogh, uh, no, on a Monet and glued their hands to the wall. So in the audience. Some of these, uh, these, you know, um, climate change terrorists, if you will, started screaming and yelling at not even Ted Cruz, but at the panelist on The View. Talk climate change, talk climate change, talk climate change. And they were shouted down and, and then they started going after Cruz and, and Cruz really, really silenced the audience at that point because he basically wrapped, he, you know, I'm going to continue kind of thing. And he ended up with all you all people have to ask themselves is are they better off now than they were four years ago? And it was like. Boom. Okay. Boom. It was like Ted took them cock them cowboy boots with the pointy toe, the cockroach killers. You know, Andrew, it doesn't matter what your what your belief on policy is. It doesn't matter what your political preference is. Almost nobody, unless you're sitting there at the tippy top of government, is better than they were four years ago. Nobody is. Unless you are Jeff Bezos from Amazon. If you are part of the Walmart family, the only people who are legit better off are the true one percenters. As everybody else had their businesses or maybe in Hollywood because you're worth $400 million, but you got money from the tax. Think about this. Think about somebody like a Reese Witherspoon worth $400 million and decided to take a loan that didn't have to be repaid from Americans right now. What kind of pig does that? That's a pig. That's a pig who's eating at a trough. And that's what we've going on. So, yeah, those 
Khloe Kardashian? How many? How many? Is how much money is she worth? And she took another. She took a PPP loan for her, you know, jean company. And what's with all these celebrities trying to do these fashion lines? Okay, you're not a designer. You're already worth your money. Go away. Go away. Reese Witherspoon, you're an actress. Try to make something worth watching for a change, right? Um, so yeah, there's nobody really better off. In fact, people are absolutely dying here to the degree to where they're so desperate to try to change the conversation and try to get it back about abortion that Stacey Abrams, without any pushback from anybody I've heard of on the Democrat Party, by the way, said the the solution to inflation was killing unborn children. Can't have any more mouths to feed. That's what abortion's all about. So then, of course, these alleged ladies of the view are going to attack Ted Cruz uh, uh, over, quote, election denying. Because let me remind you, Ted Cruz was one of, member in the way our Constitution works, it's not election denial. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no crime being committed. In fact, it's following the Constitution is that there is a process in place. The Democrats do it every every time there's a presidential election and they lose. Uh, there's and, and I think the reason why they put the fix in was because they tried it in 2016. Every time they try it, it hasn't worked for them, right? Because they couldn't get the process involves matching a senator with a congressman or woman from uh, whatever state where the electors in question and they want to contest the counting of the electors in advance, right? So St- so Ted Cruz was one of those that was going to I don't remember what state he was paired pairing himself with. Um, and in fact, it might have been not long after he stood up and announced that he was parried with a congressperson with, when suddenly the barricades came back and uh, people flooded in the Capitol. So here's the exchange with him and um, supposed Republican Anna Navarro. Clip four. You said Hillary Clinton didn't say whatever she didn't say. I'm saying to you, listen. And she said, we're sitting here and you we were come, fine with her saying it was illegitimate yes, for, for Republicans her it was. to win. She called so Donald Trump the next opinion. morning and yeah. she conceded the election, Ted. Okay. Took the Look. Call. As did Stacey Abrams. All right. Sonny she, has she, she sat there while, while Donald Trump Hillary was getting Clinton sworn in. Hillary Clinton says Trump is an illegitimate Two president. Hillary Clinton right. says the yes. election is stolen from you. Hillary Clinton in 2002, George W. Bush was oh, selected, not elected. Paperwork. Joe Biden, <laughs> Al Gore was, was elected president. So Joe Biden... Yeah. Claims you just George said we w. don't Bush scream at each other, right? Or, do, or is it just you that gets to okay. scream? Okay, no, no, I agree. Okay, I, then lower your... He wasn't talking over, first of all, he wasn't talking over anybody. They wouldn't let him get his point. They would ask a question and then try to interrupt him because dudes, if you couldn't tell, because dude was sitting there with receipts. Isn't that what all, what the cool kids call it? Receipts. I don't care. Oh, uh, oh, when it comes to Hillary Clinton, one of the things she said was, well, to her, it was illegitimate. Well, to Trump, it is illegitimate. Right. And let me tell you, if Hillary Clinton, did she call the next day and concede? Maybe. Yeah, she did. Do you think she would have if they were, if she had had any means like Trump did, if she had any documentation of any untoward activity that took place and that you think she would have conceded? Hell no. In fact, let me take you back. One of the things uh, that the Cruz talked about here was 2000 Bush v. Gore. Did Al Gore concede? How long did Al Gore and the Democrat Party drag it out and not want to recount and recount and hanging Chad and hanging Chad and court after court after court all across the state of Florida? It had to go to the Supreme Court because Al Gore was refusing. And at no point did after every recount, at no point was he ever up by even one vote. It was never in question. There was no fraud in question. 
And yet he dragged it out and dragged it out and dragged it out. And even then, even after George W. Bush was sworn in, let me remind you that they still brought teams of people down there and recounted everything again. And they were convinced that they were going to prove to the American people that George W. Bush was selected, not elected, and they still failed. There was never a point in which Al Gore had any evidence that he won. There was never a point that Al Gore had any evidence of any fraud. And yet he still dragged it out. I'm sick and tired of these people lying and trying to smear and defame anybody who questions the outcome of, of, of an election. And let me remind you, Al Gore had a right to do it. Where in the Constitution does it tell anybody that you don't have the right to question the outcome of an election? It doesn't. In fact, it provides a process for it. And it was the Democrats and it was the Uniparty and the establishment who infiltrated, who created the chaos in a variety of different re- means at the Capitol because they wanted to, to cover up the fraud that took place and they wanted to criminalize and deny the very process that exists in the Constitution from ever taking place again. It's all about securing power. And I'm tired of Republicans not pushing back against them. I think Ted Cruz did this because he saw Carrie Lake. This is what Carrie Lake did last week. We played the clip on the show. She's being asked again, confronted. You know, for, for two years, we've had Republicans cave at the question of election denial. And now we finally got Carrie Lake stepping up and going, why are you asking me about elections? Oh, hey, hey, 19-year-old intern, come here. Bring that 150-page stack of evidence of all the Democrats who question the outcome of an election. Got any other questions, buffoons? That's the way you handle it, right? We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in our buddy Brian Maloney of Red Wave America to talk about if he's watched any of this uh, DeSantis, Charlie Crist debate tonight and whether or not we actually might have something extraordinary, which is a Republican governor in New York. And that would be a blessing from the Lord. Y'all stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Andrea K. bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. And you want to talk about you want to talk, talk about standing up for taxpayers. Uh, when Charlie Chris was governor, he ran saying he would not raise taxes. He became governor, and he signed off on the largest increase in taxes and fees in the history of the state of Florida. That's time, we governor. just enacted the largest decrease in taxes in the history of Florida. Thank you. Boom. That's our man DeSantis, just being DeSantis. Chris was DeSantisized. Is that a word? <laughs> Joining me now to discuss all the, well... I don't know that we got time to get into all the happenings as we move into the midterm elections, but it's my favorite political pundit of all time, particularly when it comes to elections. And y'all, y'all even recognize that laugh, right? Y'all know exactly who it is. It's Brian Maloney of Red Wave America, and we just have a great time together. Thank you for being here, my do. dear friend. Yeah. And I never know how I'm going to be introduced by you. That's the thing. I never know. Am I, you know... What what food am I tonight? Or <laughs> well, I got to be honest. I've had so much fried chicken lately that you know I'm kind oh. of I'm kind of not obsessing these days on spicy fried chicken. Uh, um, okay. So I've really I've really been into pizza lately, and I'm about okay. my thi- I'm about my thin crust, man. I don't like a thick. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like a thick. Are you thin? Are you thin crust? 
Uh, well, you know, I mean, where I am, the pizzas are a little different, so it's uh, they make them a little different. So, you where know, are you? So. Where where are you? Where they make them different? You're you're in the uh, northeast. What are they putting clams on them or something? That's just nauseating. Uh, <laughs> um, well, they had uh, oh, it's, it's kind of hard to clams explain, but they. Um, the pizzas back east are different, you know, I, it's not like what, you know, I grew up with in California, but, mm. um, but they have something, they, they have a special kind of bar pizza that they make over here that is, um, like they're smaller and then they, they don't have crusts and they burn the edges. It's called South shore bar pizza. It's a big deal back here. It sounds you know, order like you order like five of them at a table and everybody just like, they're all different kinds and everybody just kind of munches on them. It's really interesting. It's a whole thing. People are very, uh, you know, competitive about which place makes them the best. It's very, very strange. It is strange. Yeah. When I think of of the Northeast, I don't think of it as being a culinary mecca. Sorry. I grew up in the South. I think our food is Uh, quite good. Well, there's good, like, there's good Italian, Greek, stuff like that. The Italian food's really good. There's certain kinds of food. But, I mean, they can't make Mexican food back here to save yeah. their lives. No, so no, ain't nobody. That, that yeah. is just something you have to accept that you're not going to get any good yeah. Mexican food. Yeah, the that. Mexican. That's a, that's a tough one. That's right, the Mexican one. food back there is as authentic as AOC yeah. in, 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 the, in the town hall the other day. What, what was she doing? She was trying to sound like an essay, right, with her little, with her little yeah. Mexican accent. It was absolutely humiliating. Okay, so I'm in a good mood going into these midterms, Brian Maloney, so I'm hoping you're not going to like squash um, my excitement. I mean, clearly DeSantis no, is destroying no. Charlie Crist. I mean, his main dude down there in Florida, Crist's main dude, got arrested for domestic violence. Crist is like he's he's crispy, uh, uh, you know, and done as his skin is. He's like the George Hamilton, oh. right? Um, let's yeah. talk. Tell yeah. me about New York, though, and whether or not Lee Zeldin has a legit chance of beating Hochul for governor of New York. Well, and that is, and, and if I could just make one little observation about sure. Charlie Chris, oh, sure. I, I think he is the most washed up hack on mm. the planet. And mm. the fact that Democrats keep trotting him out <laughs> time and again, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, incredible actually. that they keep running him again and again. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it, it, Florida is a really big state. They got nobody else yeah. down there. You know what I think it is? Yeah. is they have such a, a, a contempt for voters. They so despise us, particularly Republicans and conservative voters, that they literally think that they could put up somebody that slimy, that weaselly, that much of a backstabber, and that somehow he's got some political capital because at some point he had an R after his name. Like, we don't remember how much he was hugging up on Obama back in the day. No, I mean, yeah, this, this yeah. dude is done. He's done. He's and, a fraud. He's a total fraud. And I read something, a Democrat who used to work for Charlie Chris said he was the worst politician the guy had ever uh, interacted with. It's just a mean person behind the scenes. So apparently he's got a reputation. So I, the guy is toast. Yeah. Santos is going to win that race by double digits. And it's going to be because he performed so well after Hurricane Ian mm-hmm. that, I mean, he got the bridge, he got the bridge to Sanibel Island, which was demolished in three places. He got that up and going again in three weeks. Uh-huh. I don't understand how he did it. I don't. If you wow. saw, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Sanibel Island. Yeah. This place is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And but the bridge, you know, it's a, it's a like a kind of a series of bridges, sort mm-hmm. of, and and. Uh, 
you know, they were absolutely pulverized in the hurricane. The guy has them up. At, like, how did they wow. even do that? I don't even know. That's an engineering uh, in, marvel. In, in, up here in the Northeast yeah. or in California, they'd be working on this for eight years. You know? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, they, you know, it. It, you know how they, Louisiana finally. I think elected their first Republican governor because of how long it took them to just clear away trash after Katrina, let alone right. get anything rebuilt. Absolutely abysmal. I did hear of something interesting that happened in the debate tonight that DeSantis refused to answer no matter how many times he was asked by Chris about whether or not he was running in 2024. So mm-hmm. um, that's interesting. Um, so I, mean, oh, I think he's running for president. I really do. Um, you know, I do too. I, I know there's this whole Trump DeSantis thing, and I don't know how that's going to be resolved. But I mean, DeSantis, man, the guy's got momentum, and nobody quite knows what Trump's intending to do yet. So, how what are you supposed to do? Sit around and wait, and you know, maybe Trump decides, maybe he doesn't. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think that, and and I think that. The longer this has gone on, I think I it, Trump did not need to wait, in my opinion. We're talking to Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. I don't think that Trump needed to wait past the midterms to announce. I think it, now it's too close mm-hmm. to the midterms. I think that he either, you know, I get that he wanted, needed to keep his name out there and keep it going. Look, he's in a tough position. Um, yeah, he is. You know, he, obvi- is. he is. And, you know, I can't imagine what it's like to be under the gun with the weight of the jackboot of tyranny that is the U.S. government these days. I think it's oh, amazing. Yeah. And he still brings in the crowds. Um, but my concern a- 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 about Trump um, remains. And that is um, that, y- you know, his personnel decisions. His, yeah, um, it was huge. He allowed Fauci. He the whole there was this whole thing beforehand. I've talked about this many times, and then I want to focus on the midterms. Um, you know, there was this whole thing before he got elected that he was going to be firing everybody right and left, and he didn't fire anybody. In fact, you know, yeah. he was putting the wrong people in, and and I get why because dude's not a politician; he's an outsider, and he had no machine yeah. with him when he went in there. But at some no, point, no. but at some point, he needed to dig the the wax of rhinos. And libtards and his family dig the, their wax out of his ears and and do something different. I, and and he didn't. And I don't know. I'm not hearing from him that he's learned from that. That could no, come. No. That could come. And and if it does, that's a different thing. If it, I heard that once, I've learned. Uh, what I want to hear, Andrea, is a pledge that I, Donald Trump, there will be no Ivanka, and there will be no Jared Kirshner. There will be neither of those people will be anywhere near that administration. If I hear that and I hear that the decision, you know, personnel decisions are going to be better vetted, better made. I mean, I could be jumping back on that bandwagon. I really could. Yeah. Uh, And so I'm open for it. Things like that. Yeah. I'm not going to bust my butt so that Jared could come back and make some more cushy deals with, uh, you know, Middle Eastern, uh, whatever, dictators or royal, you know, royal family, you know, whatever, princes or whatever. Or, or I mean, deals with, yeah, or deals with the Democrats. And he was in charge of the border and, you yeah. know, everything, everything. And he was also the one whispering in Trump's ear uh, not to fire anybody and to not push. Oh, and, he was. And, yeah. So, you know, K- Kushner was basically in many ways running our government. 
uh, he was, uh, he, he was. was, and he's and everybody you you talk to people like Navarro, who you know has been on your show, and others you know who've said, I mean, that Jared was in the way every step of the way. He was like the Paul Ryan yep. of the White House, basically there to run interference on behalf of the rhinos and the liberals. Uh, and a lot of damage was done, and I don't think Trump ever appreciated how much damage Ivanka and Jared did to his administration. I mean, it was undermined from within, from day one all the way through. And I just want to hear him say once. They will be nowhere near, uh, you know, because if we bring him back, I don't think we really want to bring his family back. No. I mean, his Melania, no. sure. Sure, yeah. he's an asset. The rest of them are liabilities. Yeah, the rest of them are. I'm not interested in any of the rest of the Trump family. Me um, neither. Me but, neither. But 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 what I could have a concern about with DeSantis is that DeSantis has not been as forceful as he needed to be and needs to be. Uh, and I'm going to need to hear a lot from him. He's great yes. on the anti woke, great on the COVID, but I have not heard him show any kind of a, a you know. Um, uh, when it comes to the deep state, that Mar-a-Lago raid happened in his state. It sure did. And I'm not hearing sure anything did. from him. And so for me, Trump is still in the lead over DeSantis. And let me tell you why. It almost Trump, in spite of it going down in front of him, I, he was still naive about how powerful the deep state was and how they were yeah. literally intending to destroy him. Until it happens to you, you almost don't believe it that this is the United States of America. And I feel like DeSantis is so focused on the woke and so focused on this and that. I don't think he's I don't think he's really on board with understanding like I would need DeSantis to explain in detail his thoughts on the deep state and how he wants to dismantle the FBI brick by brick. What he wants to do to route out. You can't completely destroy the Department of but Justice. Can you say that in public without ending up with your own house raided? You know, and that was the message. You know, they weren't rummaging through Melania's underwear drawers Good point. You know, just by accident. It was to intimidate. And the whole purpose of everything that Washington is doing now is to scare you away yeah. from being involved in politics. Uh, and so what can DeSantis say? But you're right. We don't know how much he understands it, but how could he not? I mean, it, you know, like you said, Mar-a-Lago the raid did take place in his state. I mean, how do you not see that and realize Wow, this is really out of control. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We come back more with Brian Maloney. Let's get into some polling numbers. Let's talk some races. Mm, yeah. Tomorrow night is a big debate between Dr. Oz and Fetterman. And man, that's almost like a pay-per-view match, right? So that'll be interesting. So stay tuned. We're going to continue our discussion with Brian Maloney. Don't go away. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. You're running for governor. Why don't you look in the eyes of the people of the state of Florida and say to them, if you're reelected, you will serve a full four-year term as governor. Yes or no? Yes or no, Ron? Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. Well, listen, I know that Charlie's interested in talking about 2024 and Joe Biden, but I just want to make things very, very clear. The only worn out old donkey I'm looking to put out to pasture is Charlie Chris. <laughs> Boom shakalaka. All righty. Thank you for that soundbite coming from the DeSantis Chris tonight. I don't know. I wish I could see the video on that on that of Chris face because I don't know how he recovered from that. He was smoke. I think there was just like a little puff of smoke left on the stage from that. Brian Maloney from Red Wave America. Your response to that brilliance? 
Oh, I think, you know, I think this, that race is in the bag and, you know, and, you know, whether Charlie even got a shot in or not, and I don't think he did, but even if he did, it's not going to affect that race. That is in the bag for him. Um, and so Florida, I'm not worrying about, but, you know, you said at the beginning, you know, that you were feeling an optimistic mood and you were hoping I wasn't going to, you know, stop all over that. And I'm not because the, the polls have been shifting dramatically over the last couple of weeks toward the GOP, toward a red wave. So, I mean, the bottom line is there's no disputing that. Um, and each day I'm watching the poll data come in and it's incredible. We could win races that weren't even thought possible. And this is despite Mitch McConnell doing everything he can to sabotage you know, the Republicans' chances from within. I mean, he's done everything to undermine us from within. And yet we may still win because things are so bad out there. People are shocked by gas prices and grocery prices and energy and and everything else. The schools, how bad they are. And I mean, people are in a state of panic and that's they're looking for uh, anything to help save them. You yeah. know, and, and well, Republicans yeah. are running a fairly weak campaign nationally, but it's enough. Well, yeah, because at this point, I, I really think what will put the Republicans over the edge is, uh, you know, safe. For, uh, uh, but, you know, I mean, we've got we've got a few superstars that are earning it and people and actually they're creating a followership to, to you know, which is how they're going to win. Carrie Lake, Tudor Dixon. Um, I think, you know, in, in the governor races in particular, I think Lee Zeldin. But I think there's a, I think there's a lot. I think a lot of the momentum is just to run away from the Democrats. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's to run away from these uh, ridiculous, uh, you know, stories that we're reading about every day about these drag queen shows with children and, you know, these televised. I know that was in England, but that thing that happened on, on television on Channel 4 in England. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Enough Americans heard about that, but I think it has an effect on elections here, even if it didn't happen in this country. That is associated with the Democrats. That's what they're out there pushing are these disgusting displays. And I think that is having an effect. But you mentioned the Michigan, uh, Michigan governor. Let's mention that one. Let me just run down a few real quick. Okay. The, so we're talking about Tudor Dixon versus, you know, the, 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 the whatever we want to call uh, Whitmer. You know, uh, I call her Nurse Ratchet, but whatever. She's worse than that. <laughs> um, those polls have tightened up. I'll tell you, a month ago, six weeks ago, uh, I think Dixon had a prayer. She was behind by double digits. And remember, these polls are liberal. They're skewed liberal. You know, they're oversampling Dems. I mean, I always just take, I figure they've oversampled Dems by at least five points in all of these. And there's evidence to back that up the last few election cycles that they oversampled by about five. Uh, so even the CNN poll today showed Whitmer ahead by six. So if you figure, you know, take five off of that. Uh, and then another uh, poll that is uh, Michigan News Source in Trafalgar, which is a more conservative pollster, showed that race as a tie. So that has just come out today. Um, so we're looking at races here. So that is another one that we didn't think we had. The Wisconsin Senate now is a dead heat. The Republican had by one point in the polls, which to me means that we're, and now it's CNN poll. Yeah. So that means we probably have that one in the bag. Uh, the Pennsylvania Senate. Now you talked about the debate coming up tomorrow night. Yeah. That one is now showing a dead heat. And how, I don't understand how oh. Fetterman could have any voters left. Um, but you know, he, for some reason he does, 
The Pennsylvania governor thing is a little bit tougher, but even there, we're only now showing the Democrat ahead by three, which a few weeks ago, Democrat was ahead by about 15 points. So, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Shapiro. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just going down these lists. The, uh, the Ohio Senate race, J.D. Vance, uh, I think he's got a really good shot. We'll also see Arizona Senate. It's a dead heat now. Uh, the Arizona governor dead heat. Um, you know, Carrie Lake's got to be taking that Arizona governorship. I, I mean, who in the Katie Hobbs was hiding in a bathroom and wouldn't come out and debate. And Carrie well, Lake. Well, yeah, no, you haven't seen much of Hobbs. Um, that's what's really interesting. And Carrie Lake's just been out there taking shot after shot. She's been doing everything right. Um, so, and then that may carry over to where Blake Masters wins as well, because Kelly, uh, the Democrat is only, and Mark Kelly's only had by three, uh, in that, in that poll, that was a federalist poll, Susquehanna. I don't know those pollsters as much, uh, but I'm just, you know, I've been going down the list. Oh, the other one is Nevada. So Nevada, you know, which had gone just Dark blue, thanks to all the Californians mm-hmm. moving in and ruining Nevada. Yeah. It's you know, been going on for 30 years. Uh, it was going on when I lived there in the 90s. Uh, but the Senate race, you know, you've got Laxalt uh, consistently pulling ahead now by a few points. And you also have the governor's race where Lombardo uh, is poised to knock out that idiot Sisolak governor. I mean, that, who has been just a kook. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Nevada went so far to the left, it was it, it was as blue of a state as you could get over the last few years. And so, they're paying the price for it, just like California. Huge price, economically especially. I yeah. mean, shutting down the way they did. And so, you know, so as I go down through these, I'm starting to see races where it's not just the New York governor's race, where I do think Lee Zeldin can win, and even the... The uh, attorney general's race where that insane Letitia James is always trying to get Trump, you know, thrown in jail, where she's even facing a remote possibility of being thrown out of office. And then you start seeing deep blue states where the polls are tightening. And I don't know if they'll tighten enough, uh, but where some of those outcomes could be single digits rather than double. And you might say, well, so what? We still lose. But to me, if you get some of these deep blue state races down uh, to single digits, you're sending a message at least. Maybe yeah. we can't get rid of the you-know-whats, but we're sending a message that there are a lot of us, even in the blue states. Right. Uh, and that's why we still have to vote no matter how bad our state is, we have yep. to vote. You have to, and we got to be more focused about not only voting, but knowing who's running at the local level. We've got to get active, work the polls, volunteer. You don't even have to. You can even make phone calls for candidates across the country, uh, make yeah. robocalls. We've got to get active. The demo, We're in the mess that we're in right now because the Democrats work harder than we do 24 hours a day. And we've Absolutely. got Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, all right. That's our time that we got tonight, my dear friend. Thank you for being here and sharing and helping educating us on bar pizza doesn't sound good but thank you for sharing the idea (laughs) (laughs) take it easy all right stay tuned another hour of the andrew k show on its way don't you go anywhere three-star 
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.